TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's Paul Hamilton. We should be friends. He has the facts to back up his opinions. If enough, just pooped his pants. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Happy Thursday morning, everyone. Sabres are in action tonight. They take on the Florida Panthers, who are on game two of a back-to-back. And we're joined now by our own Paul Hamilton. Morning, Paul. How are we doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well. The sun was out earlier today. It is now cloudy and cold, so the morning is taking a turn. But I think you're going to get some snow before the day's over. All right, well, this interview's over with. Paul just ruined my day. Thanks, man. (laughs) So, Paul, what's the plan for today? I don't think we're going to get any kind of updates on Owen Powell, right? That's probably going to come after this week. But uh, as we can hear behind you, practice is going on. Yeah, they started their morning skate. Uh, they didn't skate yesterday, so uh, most of the guys are out there. I took a real quick count, uh, but I, so I believe most of them are out there. There's nobody that's sticking out to me that isn't. So, yeah, I, I think the only question is who's going to be, is it Robinson or Olafson as the extra forward? Other than that, I mean, we know Uko Pekalukunen is the goaltender until further notice. I don't even say he's in the starter's net anymore. It's kind of like he's in the starter's net until I tell you he's not, basically. <laughs> that's that's um, going to be like the big story. Is, yeah, you'd be all yeah. not starting. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about that until they have that back-to-back in March, early March, with Toronto and Nashville. I think that would be the first time either Comrie or Levi get into the crease. And and on that with Levi, like, would you expect them to call him up? He's he's been very good in Rochester since going back down there. Or do they just say, nah, stay down there, keep riding that out, keep doing what you're doing, and, and roll with Comrie there? For me, unless they're in the middle of a ten game winning streak or something, uh, even if there's an injury, I do not mess with him. I I would, if it were me, I would keep him down there for the rest of the season. Tell him Rochester is his team. He's the number one goalie now playoffs whatever it might be and leave it at that and even if Lukanen were to get hurt I think I'd just call up Tukarski at this point of the season I mean there's they're they're not going to make the playoffs it's it's I mean mathematically they can but I think we all know that they're not I don't think there's any reason to kid yourself and I think it's better for Levi if you just let him be Rochester's goalie for the rest of the year do you think that'll benefit Levi going forward in future seasons as well like is that something you know, do you think they bring him up next season, or is that something down the road that they figure out? I don't, I don't really know what to think about it. You know, yeah, it's something down the road they would figure out. Um, so, yeah, look at it that way. That um, you know, right now, I think they're just looking at this season, and then take a look at what what are you going to do next season. You're probably not going to have Comrie around. So, if your plan is to give Levi another year of seasoning, then you would have to sign a goaltender to be with Lukanen, but. I don't think there's any question, Lucan, unless he falls apart in the next month and a half, is right now their number one goaltender. And for the near future, I will say, uh, 
you know, Levi, I think, is going to be a good goaltender. And I, I think eventually what we're going to get to here, maybe next year, maybe the year after, is something like the Bruins have where both goaltenders play. And I, I could see that happening eventually here, but not now. I will take anything that the Bruins <laughs> do for the Sabres to yeah. emulate that. I will <laughs> Come take on. anything with that. Emulate that. Oh, Speaking of their uh, um, their opponent and, and, and all that with Florida, Sam Reinhart, Paul. Uh, I was driving in this morning, and I heard Jeremy and Joe bring up that he's hit 39 goals and could score 40 tonight against Buffalo. I was talking with with our boss, Al Davis. The moment he got to Florida, he went from his high being 25 goals in Buffalo to he's like a perennial 30-goal scorer this year now. He's staring down 50. What have you made from him this season in Florida? Yeah, and there was never, ever any question about his talent. I mean, and it never made sense why three different general managers refused to offer him a long-term contract, and that's why he left. I mean, he said it, and quite honestly, I don't blame him. And I said that then. I mean, they never showed him the respect. Other guys got long-term contracts, but for whatever the reason was, they never showed him that respect. He was doing the things that, you know, he was supposed to be doing on the ice. And, uh, you know, he, he still couldn't get that long-term. Now, I think Kevin Adams was pretty much willing to do it. But by that time, I think Reinhardt basically had his feelings hurt. And, again, I, I put it that way, but I don't blame him. And said, you know what, I've had enough. You know, I'm, I, I'm going to move on, you know. He, he was a restricted free agent. They could have signed him for one more year, and then he would have become an unrestricted free agent, and that's why they made the deal, because he basically told them that I don't want to stay, and I get it. I understand why, because he was a very productive player here in Buffalo, and, uh, you know, he was that guy that you could kind of count on to be consistent. And, you know, you talked about those 25 goals, but, you know, I, I it was only in 54 games. So he, you know, mm-hmm. without you know, if he would have played 82 games that year, 2021, which uh, you know is the COVID year, he's on a pace easily to break 30 goals. So that would have been four seasons in a row where you know he would have had 30 goal seasons. Speaking of scoring goals, the Sabers have relatively had a very difficult time of doing that this year. But on Tuesday, they put seven on the LA Kings and another shutout win for UPL. Very impressive, Paul. Though. I- I've had, like, a tough time, like, I guess, like, rationalizing that game as, like, anything other than, like, uh, oh, that was fun. But, I don't know. I Get back to reality kind yeah, of a feel. I, yeah. I guess that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm having this almost feeling, like, me and Joe were joking about it, that, like, yeah, great, they put up seven against the Kings, they'll score one against Florida. Is that fair to say, Paul, or, or did you see maybe something was turning for these guys after the LA game? It would be turning if they would play that way on most nights. But unfortunately, that game is the exception and not the rule. And that's the way that Don Granato wants them to play. That's the way when they do play, they normally win. They normally play very well. Not recently, because even when they play that way, they haven't been able to put bucks in the net. But they haven't totally committed to playing that way, even though they played well against the Dallas Stars. They didn't have a net front presence or have pucks and, and players going to the net like they did against Los Angeles. They had that all night long where players and pucks were going to the net. And they just showed that when they do that, what the type of team that they can be. And I think that's what what was maddening for the fans. They enjoyed that game, but I think fans were saying, where has that been? 
why don't you play that way more when we could enjoy your games more? And, uh, you know, that's the, the million-dollar question that everybody's been asking all season long because that game, not necessarily the seven goals, but that game is what they expected this season from this hockey team and have re- rarely gotten it. Right, more offensive than defensive in a lot of ways and just high-flying. Um, question, though, for you, Paul. Zach and I stumbled onto a stat here on, uh, for Jacob Bryson uh, that they are 6-0 and when he mm-hmm. is starting in the game. Is that What, what are your thoughts on that? Is he, is he uh, a key part to that defensive front there? Or? No, it's a coincidence, but still, it gives him a little bit of confidence when he's playing that you, know, you can play a little bit better when your team's playing well and winning. You know, so... Uh, now, I will say he was a big part of the win against Los Angeles. I thought he was excellent. I thought he, it was the best game I've seen him play in two years. I thought he was very good, and not just because he had two assists. But the two assists came from him playing well, you know, and, and be moving the puck. I thought he uh, got the puck out of the zone, he and Clifton, his partner, very well. Uh, you know, I didn't see any, any problems with that at all, and I didn't see turnovers or loss in confidence. And... You know, maybe going down to Rochester and then playing some games. And then he's he played two games on the California trip, so it hadn't been that long since he had played in the NHL. I think helped him maybe to get to back to the Jacob Bryson we saw two years ago uh, where, you know, he was starting to show some promise. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Paul, final question from me. It it seems like the Sabres are kind of in a run here the next few games that could put them in a position at least to make the end of the season exciting. Like you, you said right at the top here, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're probably not making the playoffs this year. But with Florida tonight coming off a back-to-back, they beat Pittsburgh last night. You get Minnesota, they're in a relatively similar position to you on Saturday. Anaheim at home on Monday, and then Montreal on Wednesday, at Montreal on Wednesday. It feels like they're in a pretty solid spot to like put some wins together. Why have they not been able to win at least three games in a row this year? It, just, it, it feels like whenever they get going, it, it does feel like they'd kind of just shoot themselves in the foot and just essentially hit reset. Well, I think it's a mentally fragile team. I think they're given outs by the coaching staff, uh, you know, talking about pressure all the time, and there's pressure for this, now there's pressure for this, now there's pressure for this, and they have to play through that. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they have not reacted well. And who would have thought that all but Paterka and and Skinner – or Skinner with his goals, although that's gone down. But what will happen is he'll score five goals in five games event pretty soon, and his goals will be back up again. Uh, that's just the way he goes. But his assists are down this year. So, you know, Paterka really is the guy in Lukanen that didn't regress. And uh, it's when you got your whole team regressing, it's just not going to work for you. Interestingly enough, by the way, I'm going to change its topic here. 
Don Granado's not running this practice. You know where he is? He's sitting on the bench with Owen Power, and they have not stopped talking since we've gone on the air. Hmm. And I think maybe just going over maybe what they're seeing in drills, going over different situations. Uh, you know, Granado has his skates on, but I think he saw Power sitting there and thought it might be more valuable just to sit through a, a practice with him and go over things with him and just talk hockey, you know, and pick his brain a little bit about what whatever – you know, go, going on with him, but I just find that interesting that uh, he's been parked there with uh, power the whole practice so far. It, that is something I've always loved with Granado, especially when he when he first got the nod to be head coach. With everything going on with Darlene, he really seemed to kind of pick him up almost single handedly to the point where last year we were seeing what, what felt like was going to be potentially n- multiple Norse winning type Darlene performances. He was I- exceptional last year. Phenomenal. Hopefully, there are pros and cons with Don Granado. There are a mm-hmm, lot of things mm-hmm. I, I mentioned I didn't like that I think he gives them outs. There are a lot of things I do like. I like the style that he wants them to play. I just don't understand why they can't get it through their heads that when they play that way, they usually are a very good team and can win. Uh, so it, that that's that's the puzzling part that I look at. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are some good parts with the coach and there are some bad parts with the coach. And uh, one thing Don Granado is going for him as far as wh- what kind of decision the Sabres make about him in the offseason is, you know, his contract extension hasn't started yet. And, I don't know what kind of appetite Terry Pagula will have about paying a coach whose contract extension hasn't started yet if he's not coaching. It'll definitely be interesting. All right, Paul, we know you got to get going, so we'll talk to you later tonight on the pregame. Nice talking to you guys. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That was our own Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline as the Sabres get ready for tonight's game against the Florida Panthers. And, yeah, like I'm right there with Paul. Like, it's just – this team has moments where, like, again, on Tuesday, like, they can just run anyone out of the barn. That was last year's Sabres every, pretty much it felt, the entire season. It felt season. like every night. And the problem was for them was they weren't getting goaltending, and their defense was still pretty leaky. Yeah. This year, I mean, the defense is still not great, but they're getting, getting goaltending. awesome goaltending performances mm-hmm. that, like, last year's team, yeah, they'd have been like, a nine-game win streak because they're just like, yeah, we're putting up five goals a night, and we're getting, like, only two goals against. It'd be amazing. Yeah, and from the early 20s goaltender who had double hip surgery. Like, that's who you're getting fantastic <laughs> yeah. goaltending from, right? Just incredible turn of events for the Sabres, and I do not mean that in a positive sense. And no. Just, and, but I, and I could not agree with Paul Moore. I've, I've said it multiple times, and, and I'm glad I'm not crazy or not the only thing. It's just they seem like such a mentally fragile team that, like, it really does. It feels like their egos have to be brushed constantly they have to get the rah-rah speeches to get going and that is just that's not the way to be a professional athlete no. you have to we we see it in the movies of like all these like big speeches and all this yeah, stuff. the disney movies right come on guys yeah. it's the second half let's get out there let's and attack get out this. there and get, like, yeah. like it's air butt or something like yeah, that right but, like it's not the game like, plan no like, it's you're not a professional athlete and for many of these guys you've been a semi-professional athlete since you were like 14 yeah like this they, has been your trajectory. Yeah, like, you, you get into it. And, then, you know? and that's where we were talking about earlier. Like they went from like to me, it felt like one of the more likable sports teams in Buffalo in a long time. In the, and easily a lot the most in the likable. NHL too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and easily the most likable Sabres team since oh five or oh six oh seven. Easily. Yeah. And in like an eight month period, like not even a full year, not not even a full year, all of a sudden you're sitting there going like, are any of you worth keeping? Like uh, where? Right. We just. 
They just paid a ton of people, right? Yeah, they're Big probably going to pay Casey Middlestat if Kevin well, Adams has his way. He was on the uh, on the station on Tuesday. It sounds yeah. like that's going to happen. Right. Well, which, honestly, Middlestat's been one of your better players. He's so, one of the few consistent guys. Yes, and he's he's out there giving it his all every week. So I'm all for that, truthfully. I was a big Middlestat hater in the beginning, but when he yeah. was like one of the – he was not putting up the numbers. Let's just yep. say that. Yep. He's really been consistent opening it up. Some from like the second half of last season mm-hmm. through the entire season so far. Yep. So give me middle stat then, or I mean the value is just increased. The on value him quite continues a bit. to go continues up. Continues to go up. Mm-hmm. It's just like when Victor Olofsson kept scoring those open net goals, and, and we all couldn't wait. And we're they like, still kept him. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, he's a big goal scorer. He scores all on the open nets. He's got trade value now. Nope, nope. Lo- we lo- kept him. Love a team that never makes a trade. Yeah. Got to take a quick time out here. If you want to join our Sabres discussion, you can do so, 803-0550. We are open up the rest of the way. And also, I want to do this at, at the top of the 11 o'clock hour here. I want to jump into that 2011 draft class. Joe DiBiase put out a tweet of the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons and, and their trade-up to go get Julio Jones. I kind of want to jump into that because it's a very different circumstance when they trade up to go get Julio than it is this year. So I want to jump in that probably at 11 o'clock. But we're always looking for your calls, 803-0550. Zach Jones, Joe Cali filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 